Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast slash YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and or watching on whatever you're watching from. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and all the major platforms. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel because this is where all the wrestling-related content will be going on from here on out. So thank you for tuning in. Um, for, also, for the foreseeable future, this will be the format of my YouTube videos as I'm having technical issues with my camera setup. So until that gets fixed, this is what you're gonna have to deal with. My apologies. But this video is gonna be my predictions for WWE Clash of Champions. It's going down this Sunday on the WWE Network. There's eleven matches and potentially kinda of eleven and a half of you consider the twenty four seven championship scene. So I'm going to go <clears throat> according to the list from 11 to 1 on uprocks.com. Thank you for posting the card on there. The first match is a no disqualification match. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. This match comes from the off the heels of one of the worst booked storylines in recent memory. This storyline had so much intrigue at the, at the beginning. But due to the direction it went and them constantly, I mean literally constantly showing the video package, recapping everything that's happened every week of the story, this story fell flat. It was just terrible. The story had no um, direction. It made no sense in most points of it. Like I said, at the beginning of it, it got very intriguing. But after they did the mat, uh Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan bringing the guy into the back room to reveal it was a Eric Rowan look-alike. Which then, they had told you it was Eric Rowan. I don't know why they pushed it out for three more weeks after that. But when they, from that point forward, the storyline was dead. But luckily, since last week, Derby has pushed Eric Rowan in a, in a good way. Where you forget about all that's happened. And all we know is, hey, Eric Rowan was... Try to end Roman Reigns' career. That's the storyline from the last two weeks. Forget everything that has happened. And you got the notion that Eric Rowan wants Roman Reigns out of WWE. And Roman is now fighting to get for his vengeance, his, to get his revenge on Eric Rowan and um, take back his yard. So based on that alone, that synopsis I just gave you, I saved this match for you. You're welcome. Because if you go based on the larger story that they produce, then this match is utter garbage. But based on my little synopsis I just gave you, I was able to make this match make sense, be reasonable, and be worth watching. Because this match will be a very good match, I do believe. This is Eric Rowan's first singles match in quite some time, in my knowledge. As far as like an important singles match. And this match I feel is going to be a very 
I don't want to say long match, but it's going to be a very brutal match. They're going to be fighting all over the arena. And all that. It's, it's going to be, since no qualification, they're probably going to be probably going all over the place. Since this whole thing started in different locations outside of the ring. But I fit, this match was kind of 50-50 to call. And it boils down to how much do the SmackDown producers, WWE people, have faith in Eric Rowan going forward. Um, because honestly, this whole bigger p- picture, the whole storyline has made Roman Reigns water down. From him getting attacked twice, to being an idiot, and trying to play detective and all that stuff, it really watered him down. And he can recover from this, I feel, going forward when um, this is done. But I think they're going to give the victory here to Eric Rowan. Because out of the two, Eric Rowan's the one's being pushed. Um, but I could also see Roman Reigns win as well. And Rowan just goes on from there like nothing happened. And just start tearing up Daniel Bryan or whoever. Also, it's also rumored that Daniel Bryan could be revealed to be behind this whole thing still. And if they do that, I'm going to be like, no, please. I'm going to be upset because there's no point. We've moved past all that who attacked Roman. We know Eric Roman wants Roman to die, basically. And Brian comes in like, hey, it was me, haha. That's gonna be like, okay. No. But as far as this match goes, um, it's 50 50 booking. And honestly, where they go from here, honestly, just, I don't know. I really slightly, slightly don't care. But I'm gonna give, um,. Eric Rowan the win. I don't know how. Potentially, I don't know if they'll let him be Roman clean like this. If they do, then you know they they got faith in Rowan. But if they have someone interfere, then that tells you how far they're probably going to go with with Rowan going forward. Hopefully, he wins clean and he ends up going on to be the next massive heel to beat. I want him to be Kofi type of thing. And if you not like in the next four to six weeks, maybe in the Maybe in six, seven months' time, he could be fighting for the title, maybe, yeah. But I don't want him facing Kofi off the bat, like the next heel for Kofi. Which I doubt they'll do that, but if Rowan wins here, they need to build him slowly and make him a viable threat to anybody and everybody. Right now, he's just known as a psycho that wants to kill Roman Reigns. Where does he go from here? I don't know. That's that type of thing. So it's in the air of who's going to win. If Roman wins, I'll not be surprised. But I think out of the two, I think Rowan needs the win here. So, uh, thinking about it as I'm talking, I think the winner of this match is going to be Roman Reigns. I go by with that, my initial pre uh, prediction of, of Rowan, because Roman needs this win. Shockingly, they both need this win, just to keep going forward. Because whoever loses this match, they're going to be known. The storyline is not going to go away, meaning people, people will be talking about how bad this was written and booked and uh, played out for a while. And Rowan needs to win this and get some momentum back and keep going because this has hurt his momentum, like I said. Being the cancer survivor and all that stuff, since then he's have, he's been facing Drew McIntyre and all that. He, he really has had nothing since his return, which is surprising being that Roman Reigns was, was the guy this time last year. And now he's an afterthought to me, which is crazy to look at. Thinking about the whole Roman Reigns story arc, 
I'll, I'll get into more than that in a future video probably, but Roman has fallen a little bit farther than I expected. I think he'll be fighting for in marquee matches and all that. This is not a marquee match. This match will be a good match, but this match is not like a, oh my gosh, Roman Reigns is uh, the big dog and all that type stuff. He's just like, it's Roman Reigns fighting for his <laughs> momentum back. But this match will be good nonetheless. And I'm going to give it to Roman Reigns. I know I said Roman at the beginning, but I was thinking about it as I was talking. Roman needs this win. Because this is all built on him about to basically almost dying. So if Eric beats Roman here, then what was the point of, point of having Roman fight back type of thing? Unless Roman, Roman's that powerful. I don't know what they're doing. But Roman needs this win. So talk to the long explanation of the match. I was trying to give you a synopsis. Of what I thought about it all. The next match is for the Cruiserweight title, which, which has been the pre-show, I'm sure, is champion Drew Gulak versus Lince Gallardo versus um, Humberto Carrillo. I think that's how you say his name. Carrillo. I haven't kept up with this match. I'll be quick and frank about this one. Uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, attention. While this match will be good, because I know Lince Dorado can go, and I've seen a little bit of um of Humberto. He's very, very good. But I think out of the three, um, that Lince needs to be pushed and built more than just a Lucha House Party member. That's all you I see him as. And while Humberto is good, he needs to be pushed a little bit more, I think, as well. So Drew's going to retain here. Number nine is for the Intercontinental Championship. It's the Miz versus champion Shinsuke Nakamura with maybe Sami Zayn in his corner. This match was built like two weeks or three weeks ago out of nowhere. No, not much build to it at all. It came in, um, I think Shinsuke was appeared on uh, Miz TV. Sami came with him. And they consulted Miz and now we're here. It's been rumored and talked about that the Miz is going to win, and either I don't know if he'll tie or surpass it, but they want him to um, go past Chris Jericho's. I think it's ten time um, IC title reigns, just despite him for being AEW and all that stuff. It's all that petty mess. Um, that's not my prediction. I'm just talking about that point. But anyway, this feud is feel very lackluster. There's no like personal um stakes into it. So oh since they attacked me and Sammy talked about me mean that's it. Nothing else. This match should be a decent match. Um I don't know how good this match will be. It'll probably be about a six, seven minute match. Um whoever as far as he wins a lot of these matches are fifty fifty and that's good and bad, but it's bad because honestly, I don't care who wins. It's good because it's slightly unpredictable. So, um, as far as this match goes, I'm gonna, um, give it to The Miz. And have Shinsuke and Sammy be a chasing duo. And then maybe the storyline pick up a little bit from there. But I think Miz is gonna, uh, get the title. And it's also being rumored that they quietly dropped the Sammy Shinsuke partnership already. And if they did that, then that just shows the eyesight, I would say, of SmackDown's creative. They stop and start stuff, and that's, that's not good. Um, 
While she's getting Sammy, it's not my favorite thing on TV yet. It's working. It's going to be a very good thing that Sammy is becoming um, like a CM Punk-esque type with his um, truthful promos, his loud promos, his um, passionate promos on whatever he's talking about. He's a good mouth mouthpiece for Shinsuke. Um, but just the random pairing of the duo, I'm still not invested in them long term yet. But Sammy is helping Shinsuke as far as the talking situation goes. But um, I don't think they've been built up enough to where Sammy and Shinsuke should be the champion duo like that. So I think the Miz is going to get the title here and then they're going to build Shinsuke and Sammy if they didn't already uh, quietly disband it. I think they're going to build them as, as a healist duo chasing the title instead of having the title for a little while anyway. So that was that match. I chose the, win, the Miz for the win there. Oops. The next match is... Um, the U.S. Championship is AJ Styles, Champion Legend Cedric Alexander. This match was confirmed like Tuesday. <laughs> um, but this has had some decent building short in a short time. This is an example of how you can build a feud within two to three weeks. SmackDown, take notice. So what happened was like three weeks ago, um, the OC was mad and they just attacked Shinsuke back. Uh, not Shinsuke, I'm sorry. Attack Cedric. Backstage, I'll say randomly, because they were mad. And then Cedric, um, lost the King of the Ring, um, match against Baron Corbin because of it. And then uh, week last week, I think it was, they had him versus AJ. After AJ got attacked, uh, stunned by Stone Cold, and the kind of retribution for that. And I sent that review that AJ, uh, Cedric won. I thought both C interfered, and I didn't see that part. But this has been built around how um, AJ doesn't take Cedric seriously. He attacked him backstage because he was angry and Cedric wants the retribution. And it's been rumored that Cedric's being pushed heavily by Paul Heyman to be a company guy, a guy that you build Raw around. Now, as far as this match goes, I'm going to give AJ Styles of attention here because they need to build Cedric up a little teensy bit more than what they're doing. I think the, his promos are pretty good, but they need to work on that a little bit. And also, I've been saying he needs new entrance music. It's happened to a lot of stars like him and Chad Gable. Their entrance music is not hype enough, honestly. Like, he beat AJ Styles in the main event last week, which that was also a thing, too. They ended up fighting the main event in a 10-man tag team match. When he won, you heard that little silent riff of a guitar thing it was. And that a quiet riff, and then Stone Cold came out. But his entrance music is one that doesn't get you hyped when he wins or when he comes out. He's a more engaging, energizing, polarizing entrance theme. So Paul Heyman is pushing him like it's being ruined. They need to change his character a little bit, and they need to give him a new entrance theme because his character is like Finn Balor's, is that he. Fights whoever and is a happy guy. They need to give, if this is the guy that you're building your brand around, Paul Heyman, you need to make him look like a bigger star and sound like a bigger star with his entrance theme. But as far as this match goes, I give the retention and the victory to champion Agent Styles. 
<clears throat> Next is uh, another match that's probably in the pre-show like the Cruiserweight title match. It's a match that I could care less about, sadly, which is surprising based on Alexa Bliss being in it. But you have the Women's Hatching Championship matches Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desires, Manny Rose, and Sonya Deville. So this match is built off Rose calling Nikki ugly, and they have a win over each other. So that's where we're at. I'm going to give this win to Fire and Desire, because why not? They're a pretty good team together. Um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, they're a good team together, but I just, see, I just can't get over seeing them as a team. They look so odd together. Because you have Alexa Bliss, who's calm and collected and kind of um, maniacal sometimes, versus Nikki Cross's unpredictability. And it's rumored that they're going to do a feud between the two of them going forward, maybe, which, if that's the case, cool. Um, but don't care. This women's championship, the tag team championships, has brought down Alexa Bliss a lot. This time last year, I think she was fighting for the women's championship. Well, she might have been injured this time last year. I can't remember. That's probably it. But I'll say two years ago, she was a, the top women's person. Um, she was a women's champion on Raw, I think, this time two years ago. She was well built and presented. And ever since she had her concussion issues, they're putting her in this tag team stuff with Nikki Cross. And that's why I believe they're giving her, um, making her get adjusted to the ring again and probably protect her from concussion. But yeah, I give the win to this match to Nikki, um, to find Desire because really just in some way to get on with the review, I don't care about this match. I don't care about Cross and Bliss being a team no more. They've really undervalued the Women's Tag Team Championships so much since its existence, basically. And that's sad because it's had a lot of hype behind it, and they literally just did nothing um, with it. So the next match is um, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Excuse me, sorry. SmackDown Women's Championship. So sorry. It's Bayley Champion versus Charlotte Flair. This match really has watered down because of Bailey's recent heel turn. I think they chose to execute this poorly, meaning they did it out of nowhere, which is good in some respects, but being that this was laid in the, in the middle of a face Bailey versus a heel Charlotte Flair feud, now you got a heel Bailey versus a tweener, trying to be a tweener, face Charlotte Flair. This seems very out of orderly built, um, this match will be a very good match, no doubt. And this match is poorly timed, meaning that if Bailey loses here, she loses a little momentum because she is got a little momentum being that she's a since she was a, a heel uh two weeks ago. Um and Charlotte if she loses, she has nowhere else to go, so she'll be in the top picture for a little while longer because for some reason she can't she cannot have a feud that's not involved in a, a title in some some way. But so who to win this match? I will pick uh, Bailey retention here because honestly the if she loses she loses a lot of momentum and I don't think they're gonna um do they're not gonna book her to lose her first match since turning heel. Even though Charlotte because Charlotte beat her on Monday, keep in mind. And typically, based on how Dermy does things like that, if the challenger beats the champion before the show, then the champions will beat the challenger. And I think what's going to happen is that 
Sasha's going to end up coming down to help Bailey win. So, sorry if you my cat meow my cat's crazy. But, um, yeah, Bailey's going to retain here, and I'm going to even say that Sasha Banks helps Bailey retain. And then this will end up being a uh, Sasha Charlotte feud going forward. So, next match, um, for the Raw Women's Championship is Bailey versus Sasha Banks. This match has been the best built match of all of the matches on the card. I will I'll go to that match. It's been very well built in in a very good way. And you had Sasha Banks make her shocking return about a month ago, attacking Talia, take her, uh, show her blue hair, attack Becky with a steel chair, and all that stuff. So this is and while the feud's been booked. Good. It wasn't that exciting. So let me clarify that. While it was booked very good, um, it had a little intrigue, but it kind of it wasn't too exciting for me. Honestly, I've seen better. But out of all the storylines, I'd except I'd say except for Randy Orton and Kofi, because that match has been built pretty good. Um, this match storyline has been kind of consistent, kind of. And I'm, I think that I'm going to give this um, victory, this match to a Sasha Banks championship win. And uh, it's been rumored that uh, Becky Lynch is going to smack on anyway, which is interesting since it'll be on Fox, I guess. Um, but Sasha needs this win, honestly, more than anybody <laughs> because she's came back with a lot of momentum due to her heel turn and excitement that she's back. So if she loses this match. That's a kick in the gut to her momentum. So I see Sasha winning this match. But if Becky would retains for some reason, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Sasha's going to win this match. Another match has been rumored. Uh, it's not on this card I'm reading. But I watched, um, I watched Russell Talks, uh, Russell Ramble, the predictions before I did this. And it's been rumored that they're going to do a tag to SmackDown tag team title match. Uh, the New Day's Big Big E and Xavier Woods versus The Revival. And that's not been announced yet, I don't think, as of this recording. I'm not sure. Um, and this seems out of nowhere. Even though, I mean, not out of nowhere, but the match being booked out is out of nowhere. But these two teams have been feuding for months now. And, it's, and also, The New Day has never beat The Revival, which I didn't know that. Um, but based on the... Orton Kofi storyline, the involvement attacking Kofi and helped take out Big E and Wood, so it does make sense for this to be down, going down. As far as the win goes, I'm going to give the Revival the win to become the new SmackDown Live champion, tag team champions. Uh, I think this is the Revival. The Revival is what I've called it for weeks now, thanks to Randy Orton's um, partnership. Um, and I think this is going to be the kind of restart. They're, they're going to be on SmackDown permanently going forward because I also think about it that Fox wants the real fight feel atmosphere for SmackDown on Fox. The Revival can bring that. The New Day can bring that. SmackDown Lions tagging divisions will probably get a facelift going forward, meaning it'll be more intriguing, more um, exciting, more in-ring action. And the Revival will be spearheading in that, I think, being the champions. And I think they're going to have them fight the New Day again on the first SmackDown on Fox. This is my prediction. It's not, it's not announced. But that, that'd be a good match to kick off the show on Fox. 
<clears throat> but yeah, for this, the Revival, I think it's going to win. It's going to be a good start for them, a kind of a restart since they got screwed on Raw time and time again since their main roster call-up. Shocking, I know. Um, but I think this is their rebranding, re restart for them. And um, I think they're going to uh, win here and become the tag team champions. <clears throat> Next up for the SmackDown uh, it's the Heavyweight Championship is champion Kobe Kingston versus Randy Orton in the rematch from uh, SummerSlam. This match, uh, this feud's been booked. I'd say out of five stars, I'd give it a three-star rating as far as booking goes. Um, this all started out with Kofi one to uh, submit his legacy from 11 years and take back what happened to him a decade ago when Randy called him stupid and screwed up his push. This is what it boiled down to. And I like that aspect of it. And every week, Randy's been calling him stupid for like, for like nine, ten times. I thought and that's funny as well. But it's also being built on Kofi. It might be actually a little stupid. Because every time Randy goaded him into some uh, physicality, the, the revival attacked Kofi, or Randy had a chair and attacked him with a chair. And this is showing Kofi's a uh, hot-tempered global champion. And that's not how you build your champion, in my opinion, as far as this goes. Um, and so Randy's been outsmarting Kofi, but Kofi's not backing down. So he's got, he's brave and got he's courageous. Um, so this I'm looking forward to this match. I think based on how it's been built overall, I'm invested in both of these men. I've always been invested in Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston's. Um, been pushed very well since he won the title back at WrestleMania. Very happy he's still champion. Very good to see. As far as this match goes, I think that Kofi's going to retain and go forward. I think the next up, they're going to be doing the Kofi Kingston, or the, the New Day split slowly. Because I was thinking about this last few weeks with Kofi and Randy's interactions. You almost forget, if one with commentary reminding you that uh, the New Day brothers were injured because of Orton and the Revival and all that. And I think they're going to end up turning this on its head and Big E's going to turn heel and blame Kobe for all their shortcomings and all that stuff recently, including them losing the Tag Team Championships to Revival. I think this is going to be the start of the Big E push, and I think Big E's going to be the one to finally dethrone Kofi as um, for the championship. And if they do this route... I think Xavier Woods needs to be by Biggie's side as the heel Mike Manajoyer role. I know I've been talking about the New Day splitting for months now since the Royal Rumble in January because I see it. I see the line the same. I see it coming any time now. And I think while the New Day has been amazing for the last five or so years, it's time for, time for them to go their separate ways for a little while. They could be the next Shield type thing and have them reunite maybe in a year or two because that's how it's going to go is they're going to fight for a couple like six months and in two or three years they're going to they're gonna end up reuniting and all that stuff I, I see the line the saying all the place about that but I think it's time for Big E to be pushed as a, as a mega singles heel and just go wild because they can play it off very well and that, that the power positivity he's been having for years has built up rage and emotions and anger. He just starts like destroying everybody. That's what I love to see. That's how I would build the storyline. I would book it 
is all the rage Biggie's been carrying for five or six years. It's always going to come out on the surface. And he's a bit of everybody in his path. He could be the next Monster Hill, kind of, I'd say. Um, this is my opinion. But as far as this match, Origin Kofi goes, Kofi's going to retain, and they can go from here, they can go from here forward. The next match is for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's champions Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. So, this match is built around Seth and Braun's Universal Title match, which is crazy. And people are waiting for Braun to attack to turn on Seth and all that stuff. And what I think they're going to do here, this is, I was saying about this before I press forward for this, is I think they can do these matches back to back. And and the way I think I think they're gonna do it, which I would book it this way in longevity in long in the long run too, honestly, is I don't think they have faith in Braun Strowman yet. Still a play into the ending. But for this match, if Rudolph that's what Hrestal calls him, Rudolph if they win, I would not be surprised because it's also been rumored that Paul Heyman wants to help um, wants to be a Raw around Robert Roode being a prominent star, which I'm all for, but this is not really where to start that. But um, if they do win, though, you can tell that they're being pushed a little bit because they're champions for a little bit. But the, the, the Raw tag titles really have no merit to them. They're just a joke title currently, I think. Just a prop you get Seth and Barnes Universal match over. Um, but I could see um, Dolph and Robert winning, but my pick is going to be Seth and Braun. And then after the match, Braun Strowman is going to power slam Rollins like two times. <laughs> and then they're going to start the Universal title match. And the win of the Universal title match will still be Seth Rollins for tension. That's how they're going to make Strowman look not good. Is they gonna, I think they're going to have him attack Seth after the match. Because Brock is saying, I'm not going to tell on you um, as partners. As he would he as partners. He's I'm not going to tell on you, Seth, as partners. But once they end in barrel rings, Brock's going to just kill Seth with two or three power slams. Because you know the crowd's going to change one more time and all that stuff. So I think he's going to lay waste to Seth Rollins and um, power slam a few times. Then they're going to start leaving with He's going to yell for the ref to get out here, and the match is going to start kind of chaotically. And I think um, Strum is going to have the majority of the match here, I think. And I could even say that I bet The Fiend comes in and attacks Barn Strowman so Seth can win. That's just a, a maybe. I hope they don't do that because this gonna end up, you end up wanting The Fiend and Barn Strowman down the line. I don't want that right now. But I wouldn't put it past JB if they did this. But I think Braun's going to be uh, take the majority of the match. And Seth's going to get a little off as I can do with Brock Lesnar. And beat him off of the Cub Stomp. Probably one or two Cub I see Seth doing like three Cub Stomps in a row to Braun Strowman. After finally getting him off, the, off his feet. So this is going to be a Braun Strowman uh, heavy match. But Seth's going to get the win. Like, I don't know what type of thing. Like, luck, like by pure luck. So, for this match, I'm not looking for this match to be a good, long match. Even though I'm sure they could do this. Braun's proven he can do a long match with people. I think this would be probably like an eight-minute, like six, seven-minute match. 
with Braun doing most of the damage. Seth's going to get the win out of nowhere, literally. And after the match, the Fiends will come out and um, Man of a Claw set the, set the Hell in a Cell match. But there's also a basic question, where does Braun Strowman go from here? Honestly, I can't tell you that in this video. But for the winner of this match, I'm going to give it to Seth Rollins, literally, by the skin of his teeth. So, that's my predictions for WWE Clash of Champions 2019. A lot of the matches I'm not really keen about or care about. The pay-per-views, been they did their best type of pay-per-view. This is just a filler pay-per-view to get the hell in the sale, because... Everyone wants to see the Fiend versus who versus Seth Rollins. Now, um, a lot of the matches here were booked very awkwardly and randomly. You had the Roman and Rowan match that was booked just just terribly. Um, so I'm, uh, this pay per view should be pretty good. I think it'll be a good pay per view. Just storyline wise, a lot of the matches I don't care about. But thankfully, as far as wrestling goes, the matches will be pretty good for the most part. So let me know in the comments below what you think about the pay-per-view. Let me know, are you excited or are you not? Who's your predictions? Let me know in the comments below. Um, I'll highlight your comments. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Tim of the Iceberg Wrestling YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening or watching, guys. Have an awesome day.